This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Smart listeners, do you want to advertise your business to young go-getters like yourself? Would you like to create business leads over and over without the stress of manual advertising? It's easy. Call 858-848-6186. Advertise your business on the airways with the LUTG radio show. 858-848-6186. There's brand new listeners daily, and this ad is sponsored by LUTGradio.com. That number again is 858-848-6186. And by the way, you're listening, aren't you? Amen, amen. Glory to God. You're listening to LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. This is the LUTG Radio Show, and I am Kathy Brocks. Glory to God. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. Today's show is called Go Your Way and Sin No More. Go Your Way and Sin No More. We're going to open up with prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God Almighty. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for a repentant heart. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us life and freedom and liberty. Liberty. You have given us honor and riches in all our life honor and riches come through you our greatest asset is salvation and righteousness we thank you lord god for in that oh lord god we're able to sin no more for you are our peace you are our strength and our hope and we love you lord thank you Thank you, Lord God, for our health. Thank you, Lord God, for our praise. For you are worthy of all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Like I said, today's show is Go Your Way and Sin No More. And so I was uh, doing my devotion this morning and. Uh, I always ask God for, before I go to bed at night, ask God, please speak through me in the morning. Tell me, because I, even if I have something written down, you know, it may not be what he wants. And so I was reading my devotionals today. And uh, one of them was uh, Psalm 16. And in Psalm 16, I understood, I got the revelation that, Jesus not only paid for our salvation, but in that salvation is the righteousness of God. Hold on. I know I already said that. I know some of y'all know that. But in that, we have the ability to sin no more. We have the ability to absolutely 100% not sin. 
And the reason why I say this is because when I would go to church, I would often hear pe- preachers say and guest speakers say that, oh, we still all sinners. You got to forgive me or you got to forgive so-and-so because we still all sinners. And God is like, nuh-uh, nuh-uh, no, you not. And so I was having trouble digesting that because I thought, well, wait a minute. I've seen hell. I don't like it. What do you mean? I'm saved in the name of Jesus and you're still calling me a sinner. And so in my mind, I was doing the same thing. No, no, I'm not. And so as I was reading, I got, I, I was reading, I started looking up, go your way and sin no more. And I understood that Jesus will stand with you and be your shield and your spoken word of deliverance. Jesus is the blood. He is the word. He is the shield. He is the buckler and he is the door that is opened to lead you out of sin, setting you on a path to the good God, Jehovah, the Lord God Almighty Adonai. He is the one. And so I began to ask these questions. Jesus said, we can, through him, live a life without being guided by sin let the holy spirit mind of god lead us so i said okay the holy spirit mind of god lead us and so i got to looking up go your way and sin no more and i found john chapter 8 verse 11 and so i said well let me read about and see what happened before he said go your way and sin no more Happened to be, he was a, he was defending a prostitute, y'all. It says in verse 8, and again he stooped down. Jesus is standing with her and wrote on the ground because before he says, which of which one of you are without sin? And so he says, he, he went in, so he, he was standing there the first time. He talking to him, he like, yo, brother, yo, man, yo, sister, uh, I know what you did last night. How many of y'all can say that you did not do what you're accusing her of doing? I'm just saying. And so he bent down, he's writing in the ground. He's giving him a moment to ponder it over and to walk away. Because they had a thorn in their eye and they couldn't see their own stuff. And so he, so again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground and they that which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst, Jesus was one-on-one face to face with sin, with this woman. one on one when jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman he said unto her woman where are those thine accusers have no man condemned thee she said no man lord 
And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. He made her righteous. He told her, you have the, you now have my word, my protection, and my blood. When he said, go your way and sin no more, he is telling her, I will provide for you if you will choose to not sin. If you will choose me, my righteousness, I have forgiven you of your sins. If you will keep that forgiveness upon you and wear it like a garment and let it speak for you and through you, let my righteousness speak for you and through you. It is my blood covenant with you. If you will let my blood covenant speak through you, I will provide for all your needs by the will and the way and the provisions of heaven, which is my heavenly father, if you will. In those few short words, God gave her a promise. Jesus gave her a promise. It goes on to say in verse 12 through 21, Then spake Jesus unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me. See, people were still there, but the ones that were there, they were not accusing. The accusers left because they were sinners. They were probably her customers. Then Jesus spake. Jesus again, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whether I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whether I go. Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am the father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am the one that bear witness of myself and the father that sent me bear witness of me. When he said the testimony of two men is true. He is saying, I am Jesus, the son of God. And Jesus dwells in me. The Lord God Almighty has made his home in me and I in he. How can a person witness who you are unless they dwell in your home? How can they point out and identify you? How can a family member identify you unless they have been to your home yes this is he yes this is his name yes this is where they live because they have dwelled there 
Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. God is now pointing out who is with him and who is against him. He's saying that these Pharisees are Satan worshipers. They don't worship God. These words spake Jesus. And also, they are, again, they were that whore's customers. They were leading her the wrong way and then condemning her for doing that thing when they were the very customers. See, he sent away the ones that were verbally accusing her, but these Pharisees accused her and made her who she was. And they and they continued that, that practice. But Jesus came to break it up. They would teach it in the schools and in the synagogues. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall act, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. Then Jesus said again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. That is another indicator that he is talking to devil worshipers. Remember, Jesus came to save the whole world, but he can't make you drink his, his cup. He can't make you receive. He can only offer it, and it's up to you to believe and receive. These people chose to not believe. They chose to believe the flesh, to believe what they could feel, the vomit on their penises, as I talked about yesterday. Sin. John 5, 14 through 15 says, after Jesus findeth him in the temple. Remember, God said that we could, we could go our way and sin no more. That's the whole premise of today's discussion. We can go our way and sin no more. Why? Because Jesus said so. When we believe in God, we have his righteousness. John 5, 14 and 15 says, Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. The man departed and told the Jews, told the Jews that it was Jesus that made him whole. Jesus, he a blind man. You know how hard it is to heal a blind man. You need the faith of Jesus. You need to believe God. It is not hard. It is only hard when you don't believe. But Jesus fully believed the father. When the father told him that he was the savior of the world, he said, yes. He said that you will go down in my stead and I will be with you. And you will go and heal the sick. You are going for the lost. And you will heal the sick and to deliver the oppressed. 
You will speak my words. You will speak my truth. You will testify of me and you will testify in words and in actions. You will heal them and deliver them and set them free from bondage, from sin. And this John first John 5:14 and 15 says and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that he desired of him. Jesus practiced this. He did this every time he healed. He believed the father and he believed that the power was in him. The power of God was in him to heal. And when he spoke a word, sent a word, laid in hands, laid himself on top of a person, they were healed because he believed God. He believed the father. And he's saying to us, believe me. I want you to believe me. Because the power that the Father gives me, I give unto you. Believe before you pray that you have it because I have given it to you for those that believe in me. Luke 17, 19 says, and he said unto them, arise, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. Arise. Go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. You're like, well, what did he heal? Does it matter? He's saying it is faith that is required to make you whole. So therefore, have faith in God. Trust Jesus. If you are sick in any part of your body or your mind, you pray in the name of Jesus for you to be healed and delivered and set free. And as you pray in the name of Jesus to the Father, so it shall be. Now I'm reading from the Amplified Version this time. And this is the book of uh, Corinthians, and it's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. It says, Do you not know That in a race, all the runners run their very best to win, but only one receives the prize. Run your race in such a way that you that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air, just shadow boxing. But like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel, the good news, the gospel to others, I myself 
will not somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. He's saying that a preacher ought to go his way and sin no more. So therefore, every preacher, every preacher that is sitting, every preacher that is sitting on a pulpit should be free of sin. Every preacher that is on a pulpit should be free of sin. Oftentimes we think that we cannot make a choice to not sin. See in James 4.17 it says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him it is sin. This is sin right here. That when you are saved, you know right from wrong. And even an unsaved person who is of right who who is not mixed up in the mind knows right from wrong. And check this out. A person that has a feeble mind is oppressed by a devil. But even in the oppression of a devil, you know right from wrong. And you fight against that spirit. And God is saying, I will deliver you. And when I deliver you, go your way and sin no more. Go your way and sin no more. Go your way and sin no more. In Romans 3.23 and 6.23, Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This is true. But we don't stay in that sin. We make a choice to live right. When we have been made righteous, we have been forgiven of our sins. We make a choice to live for God. And the reason why we do that, because in Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We sin no more so that we don't die. And death is to be without God. We often say, well, what is sinful ways of man? What is the sinful ways of man? And I got to tell you this. It's the thing that is on the inside of you that when it comes out, it reveals itself. While it's on the inside of you, first it leads you. But then when you succumb to it and say, yeah, I think I like that sin, then you begin to lead it. And it becomes an identity that is not Christ Jesus. And you're the opposite. You are not the mirror image of God. Sin is the opposite of God. So what is sin? In Mark 7, 20 through, uh, through 23, it says, and he said, that which cometh out of the man that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. That is sin. 
Those are the spirits of sin. That is sin. And you probably thinking, well, how do we not sin? How is it that we do not sin? And I would tell you this, that we, when we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and we confess our sins unto him, he is more than able to forgive us. So, so in first John chapter one, verses eight through 10, it says, if we say that we have not, that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So the thing that you got to understand here is in verse nine, it says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, including the lie that says that we have not sinned for. Yes, we were born into sin. Yes, we were sin from, from our very birth, from our conception. We were sin because of our forefather, Adam, who sinned, but because of Jesus, when we confess our sins, He delivers us and makes us righteous and whole. First Corinthians 10, 13 says, well, 10, I'm going to read from 10, 10 to 10, 13, because you got to understand a sinner will murmur and complain, but the righteousness of God delivers even the complaints. And it says, Neither ye, neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, Take heed lest he fall. There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. I speak to you pastors and you pastors that are just graduating from seminary schools, to you leaders and to you lay people. Lay people, I would ask that you not ask a pastor to surrender to your will and to go against the word of God. Pastors, I would ask that you would hold close and hold tight to the word of God because I have been reading on social media and on your pages where you have said, I am about to graduate from seminary school, but I fear 
2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You said you fear because you wonder whether or not the congregations will accept you because you are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and it displeases them because it reveals their sins. I am telling you this, you are supposed to reveal what is unjust in their hearts that they may make confession unto the Lord, be made whole, and go their way and sin no more. If you ever cut down the word of God or make it sweet and sugary, and you ever appease the enemy, you are therefore removed your mirror of God and put in the mirror of Satan. Your father will become Satan. You are no longer a child of the Most High God. You will no longer be serving the Lord God Almighty, but you will be serving Satan. Understand this, that just because people come into the church, that don't mean that they are saved in the name of Jesus. Some of them will say hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, and have their mind on Satan. And they will go about causing disruption in the church. To make you bend to the will of the enemy of things that are beneath you. They will tempt you and try and get you to cheat on your spouse. They will try and get you to turn from your God. I tell you this, when you lust upon a woman or a person, you have turned from God. Go your way and sin no more. For you women, you will begin to hear things like, oh, I think I desire the breast of another woman. No, you don't. That is a temptation. It is a test to see if you will accept those words. And God is saying, no, you will not. I had a woman to rub her breasts up against me and to tell another group of people, see, I have rubbed my breasts up against her and it ain't nothing. I tell you, woman, it is something because you have a spirit of perversion on you and you just showed yourself. It is not good to give in to anything that the devil says to you or whispers to you. You are made up right in Christ Jesus and he called you to be blessed. Do not start telling me and start talking to me about somebody being homosexual, or bisexual, or metrosexual. I don't care. What I do care about is you going to hell. And in the name of Jesus, you ain't going to hell. God don't hate you. He don't care if you call yourself metrosexual or whatever. Because he's like, you were made in my image. I made you. The devil didn't make you. And he's asking you to stop calling yourself those things. Call yourself by what he has called you. He has called you righteous and blessed. He has called you to be made whole. He has called you to be forgiven of your sins. When you start saying that Jesus hates you, 
You are saying that you are not able to be healed. You are saying that healing is not for you. You are saying that deliverance is not for you. You are saying that prosperity is not for you. You are saying that you would rather be a dog on the ground sucking and licking up crumbs off the ground than to be standing upright on your two feet looking into the eyes of God. God loves you. Jesus loves you and he made you righteous. He made you whole. Every time I get to telling the truth about God, the devil wants to put in your hearts that Jesus don't love you because you are gay or you go both ways or you do this and you do that. I tell you this, that is a spirit of sin upon you. And I pray that God will reveal to you the very truth. The fact that you are even angry says that God is opening up your heart and trying to reveal the truth to you. But because you believe that you are unlovable, you don't want to hear it. And God is telling you, I love you. I love you. I even love the person that you're with, the person that you're sinning with. I love them too. And I want to heal them. I want to bless them. But the problem is they won't receive. And isn't it funny that a whore who will sleep with a man, a woman, a dog, a cat, a beast, an animal, or anything, even an object, and she will put it in any orifice that she has or he has, they will believe God before you. A person that is paid to have sex with anything and anyone will believe God before you. You who has everything. You have more than enough money. You have more than enough friends. More than enough influence. You are loved by your family. You have everything. People praise you. You have everything. And yet you will not believe that God loves you. You will not believe that salvation is for you. You will not believe that healing and deliverance is for you. This is not the first time that Jesus used a whore to explain that forgiveness is free and that it is yours. Go your way and sin no more. You are oftentimes a G you'll find that in the Bible, Jesus will use the least of these to explain the greatest of things. In the Bible, oftentimes Pharisees will proclaim that blood is an unholy thing. And the woman that is bleeding and menstruating should not be among other people because she is defiled. It's the law. Blood is squirting out all over the place. And they use it as a way to keep a woman down. I know what God says. She's to be put away for eight days. It's also to give us some privacy. But when Jesus paid the price on the cross, she's not to be put away anymore. She's not to be put away. She's not to be put away. Some of you want to start talking about, oh, well, what about when I'm nursing my baby in public? 
Why would you expose your breast in public? Just because you're feeding a baby? You are leading another man or another person into temptation. Those are fluids that are flowing from your body. That's for the baby. How come you can't cover the breast up and let the baby eat? I'm not saying that you're defiling, that you're nasty. I'm saying that your desire to expose your entire breast to someone is leading someone else into sin. And the fact that you don't have enough honor for yourself to cover up is sin. You're never supposed to tempt anybody or lead someone into sin. You're supposed to lead them out. Cover yourself. That breast, even though you're using it to feed your baby, that breast belongs to your husband. And no man wants his what belongs to him to be in the eyes or the hands of another man. I'm going to tell you that that is the real truth. No man that is your husband, that is your covering, wants his stuff in the eyes or the hands or the ears of another man. What belongs to your husband belongs to him, and he don't want to share. That's why you should cover yourself. He don't want to share, and why should he? You should never want to share your man, your husband, with any woman or anything, not no one. His breast, his chest, his whole body, everything is yours. His covering, his love, his prayers, his money. Yours. You shouldn't want to share it with no other woman. And the reason why I say woman is because I'm speaking on marriage. And marriage is between a man and a woman. No matter how you slice it or like it, two people of the same sex cannot have a baby. You can adopt the baby, but you cannot produce a baby. And I know some of y'all like, well, what about her man for that? Whatever. If there's sperm in that thing, then they can produce a baby, but it still requires a penis and a vagina. Jesus loves you. This is not about somebody who's gay or straight. This is about all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Whether you are a teacher or a preacher or a lawyer or a doctor. Well, you're an engineer or garbage collector, whether you are a dog walker or a dog sniffer, whether you are a horse whisperer, whether you are an actor or a protester, whether you are an activist or pessimist, whether you are positive or negative, Jesus loves you. And he wants to save your soul. He wants to forgive you of all your sins. And all you got to do is believe and receive a mustard seed, which is something that sits on the tip of your finger and still has space left over. God loves you. God loves you. Coronavirus and any other HIV virus is not supposed to overtake you. Guess what affects the lungs? HIV, acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Guess what corona affects? The lungs, the breathing, the breath. HIV, the breath, the lungs, the breath. Many of these diseases that have come and gone, these viruses that have come and gone and wiped out tens of thousands of millions of people 
one of the first things it affects is the breath because you are not using that breath to honor God. That's what I believe. You can ask God about what he believes. But every time you use your breath to cut down God, you have just sowed a seed in the wrong direction. But when you take your breath to honor God and to receive his forgiveness, you have just sown a seed and received the, the fruit of the blessings of Jesus. You've sowed a seed in the right direction and received the fruit of Jesus, which is forgiveness. The word of God says in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus loves you, beloved. My brother lived a life as a homosexual, but he repented. I ain't going to say that it was easy for him because oftentimes he chose the wrong thing. But he would preach the right thing. And then at the towards the end of his life, he repented again. And he went home to glory. I say this to you. That no matter what life you have lived. Do not be ashamed on your deathbed. To say Jesus help me. Jesus save me. God would prefer that you would do it now. While you are healthy and strong. So that you can go around and tell people the truth. So that you can live a life that is blessed. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to receive forgiveness of your sins, repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly 100% thank you Jesus make me a light in a dark place and from this day forward I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know it's commitment Jesus I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with the evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations, you just got saved. Amen. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. Read your Bible every day. Keep God in your life 
Stay faithful to the Lord. You have been forgiven of your sins, so go your way and sin no more. And what will help you to not sin anymore, what will help you to make a good choice every day, every moment of every day, is to read your Bible, to believe Jesus. Read your Bible every day. Believe Jesus. Believe the word. And to give God thanks. So believe Jesus. Read your Bible. Give God thanks. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. Lean not into your own understanding. Line up every thought and every word you speak with the word of God. Trust God. Don't be, don't judge other people. Don't be quick to judge people. Instead, tell them about Jesus. Give them the gospel. Give them a Bible if you can afford to. Tell them to go to BibleGateway.com. Trust God with their heart. Pray for them. Pray for them to be blessed. Pray for the the covering of God to move them around all hurt, harm, and or danger. Pray for them to prosper and to be a blessing. And above all, let every breath, let everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke every disease and every virus and every sickness out of your bodies and speak healing to your whole body. In the name of Jesus, I, the Father, and the Son agree. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, O Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jehovah. Thank you, Elohim, Jehovah Adonai, Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. You're listening to LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. My name is Kathy Brox, and this is LUTG Radio Show.com. LUTG Radio.com. The Home Depot has news that will come as great comfort to your bathroom or bedroom. Right now, you'll find beautiful savings on soft, comfortable bath towels, fresh bed linens, pillows, and cozy comforters. See it all online. Order in minutes. You can even get free delivery right to your door, which is also a pretty nice feeling. Save on select bedding and bath. Get easy online returns. Everything for your home. Everything from HomeDepot.com. How doers get more done. U.S. only. Valid through July 22nd. Limitations apply. In your car, you pick the radio station. Nice pick, by the way. With Reliant, you pick your free electricity plan. Choose from truly free weekends, truly free nights, or truly free seven days, all with a Google Nest Hub on us. Reliant. That's power. Your way. Call 1-866-RELIANT or visit Reliant.com. Google and Google Nest Hub are trademarks of Google LLC. Voice commands require a compatible device and working internet and Wi-Fi. Reliant, P-U-C-T number 10007. How to improve your dining room by The Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. U.S. only valid through July 22nd. Limitations apply.